You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. I've been broke all my life, but I kept hope all them nights. You see business in my city? Yeah, they closed all them twice. I was just riding down Salem, all them damn potholes I can't drive. I know y'all can fix it faster, but I know y'all won't try. Don't nobody care about us. And that's why I don't vote. Voted for Obama back in 2012. I remember that's when I had hope. He was saying, yes, we can. Everybody got less food stamps. And when I turned 21, I was still broke. I'd never vote again. I don't think I ever had a president make my life better. Did it all on my own. Ain't no politician ever do a nice gesture. I don't even know the man's name. I ain't never seen her one time ever. Tell me how she gonna help the city. What I'm supposed to do, write letters. Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. You are listening to... Piper Carter and the token millennial Brittany. What's up, Brittany? Peace pipe. And guess who else is in the house? Me. Deja. Oh my God. This is so exciting. Hello again. What's up, Deja? Peace, peace. If you're new to the show or if you hadn't listened in a while, um, we are three generations of black women giving you truth, justice, and soul. Hey, that was good. You wrote that? You like no. Oh. I just said You breezed out that? That was off the top. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh my god. What was that? So yeah, um, yeah, so just for folks that haven't been around in a while, let's just like reintroduce you, Deja, um, to folks like, you know, it'll it'll probably take folks to just a couple you know, um, episodes. I just want to make sure that folks know who you are. Yes, I'm Deja um, on Instagram under Katori T with two eyes. I'm just basically here to add my perspective um, as someone born in 1996, I guess. Wow. 96. You were born in 96? Yes. Wow. What was you doing in 96? Me? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, so 1996, I was living in New York City. Mm Mm-hmm. I had already finished college a couple years. I was assisting Stephen Klein, okay. fashion photographer with for Vogue. Wow. And I was flying around the world shooting Vogue and all types of campaigns for like Gucci, Fendi, Trusardi, Valentino, working with models like Kate Moss and Naomi Campbell and celebrities like Brad Pitt in the VIP, extra VIP, <laughs> doing things that y'all put on Instagram. <laughs> I like Brad Pitt, especially in '96. You know, just you know, a little lightweight. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so that's what I was doing in '96. But I'm thinking, like, wow, '96. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. You're like a whole grown-up human, no. young woman, beautiful, intelligent, incredible, amazing, dynamic young woman. Thank right. you. But it's just like, wow. I know a it- whole person. You were an amoeba. <laughs> what's that mean just a little like a little cell almost like a yeah. <laughs> a life form mm-hmm. that doesn't have all of its <laughs> parts <laughs> matter you were life matter okay so let's get into it yeah, um okay so like we said Brittany here has been a great producer and has produced a wonderful a lineup for our show and I'm very excited because it's going to help us stay on track because I know we all get excited like to go off the rails but it'll help us be able to go off the rails in a way that will be at least coherent. Agreed. Is that cool? Yeah. 
Organized rambling. Organized yeah. rambling. Yeah. That's what's up. That sounds sexy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me just get into it, get into it. Well, first, Brittany, you wanted to do um, some libations. So tell us about that. I mean, there's a lot going on. I don't really want to get too much into it because, um, yeah, it's a lot going on with Australia, with global warming in general. I mean, and uh, they're facing a lot of fires in Australia. So I just want to do a moment of silence for them. Okay. We're going to do a moment of silence and then we do some libation. Yeah. Okay. That's for Australia, right? Yeah, thank you, Pipe. Yeah. Um, wow, it's a lot going on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, so we're going to get all the way into the show, into the show. So we're segmenting the show. This is like let folks know what's going on. Normally we just like go all over the place. But with this wonderful outline that um, Brittany has given us, we're going we're gonna to usually start you off with like some moment of silence and thinking about people just to honor life you know to we want to um respect life and honor life here you know that's what we do and so we'll usually start with that and then uh we want to go in it says words of inspiration mm-hmm. um but I think what I have to offer for the current events is going to be like that's going to be like together yeah so I'm going to just go into current events um so Oh, man, I'll try not to be like too long, too long. I was, I was trying to think of how to like the best way to do this. But in general, um, there were two articles that came out today. And one of them was in a paper called Cranes Detroit. And Cranes Detroit is actually a financial paper. Um, Cranes is actually like a business publication if I'm not mistaken I believe they have publications in some different cities and it's a format of um, giving out news about development about you know different financial projects that are coming out about people that um, have different positions at different companies like who's getting hired and fired where and it's all so that people are under, like, you know, have a financial understanding of what's happening. It's more like the Wall Street Journal. It's like your local Wall Street Journal. Okay. That's the best way I can explain it. Um, and so I got one article from them. And then the second paper um, had an article also about the same topic, but from a different angle. And this other paper is called EcoWatch. And EcoWatch is an environmental paper, I want to say more concentrated globally, mm-hmm. but, you know, everywhere. And they give you um, stories that are really um, filled with a lot of data and a lot of facts about what's going on ecologically around the planet. And so ironically today, or coincidentally, however you want to say, um, there were two articles about the Flint water crisis, like the Supreme court, um, like, like residents being able to sue, right. Um, to get some sort of justice for what happened in Flint. And so I wanted to point out with our media literacy 
that there's actually two articles came out on the same day and they have different perspectives. Mm. So I want to read a little bit so that we can all together start to do our media literacy like a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So Crane's Detroit article, first I'm going to just read you the two articles and then I'll, I'm going to read you the two article titles and then I'm going to read you some clips from the articles and go on ahead and react to stuff that y'all hear. So, you know, but, um, the first article is in um, Cranes, Detroit, and it says U.S. Supreme Court won't take case prompted by Flint water crisis. The second article was in EcoWatch, and it says Supreme Court decision means Flint residents can finally sue over water crisis. Do you all hear the difference in those two articles? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's look at this. Um, the Cranes, Detroit article um, and the way that Cranes sort of uh, organizes their information is they, well, first of all, you have to subscribe to their paper. So you have to pay straight capitalism. Uh, <laughs> but it's such useful information that I admit um, I'm, at, I'm, I'm paying for it. So uh, please forgive me because uh, I'm spending money on this. But um. I think that the information's worth it. And so I think there's a lot of information that um is hidden from us. And I think a lot of times like if you read the Wall Street Journal and these types of papers and even though they're speaking to people um that are straight capitalists, I think as activists and organizers we can find a lot of fruit to understand, you know, what's going on. Um, from a more uh, policy or data perspective, right? Okay, so this one, like I said, the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court won't take cases prompted by the Flint water crisis. So um, we know that the water crisis, although it has been acknowledged that it started in 2014, we know that it had been um, festering like way before then in order for it to, you know, get so bad. So approximately uh, 25,000 people have sued over the crisis in which a change in the source of the city's water result in lead uh, contamination. So basically, you know, when Flint or uh, the governor Snyder um, decided to change Flint's water source from the Detroit River to the Flint River, even though it had been deemed undrinkable and contaminated since the 50s that's what caused the crisis so about 25,000 people since 2014 or were, since 2016 probably actually have have um sued um over the crisis so um the case um that the justices turned away uh without comment on Tuesday involves a lawsuit against the city and water regulators most of whom were responsible for making sure federal clean water laws were followed. The lawsuit claims the officials failed to protect residents from a foreseeable risk of harm from exposure to lead, and the lawsuit and others like it claim the public has a constitutional right to bodily integrity that was violated. And the city officials have argued they should be immune from being sued, but the lower courts have disagreed. Um... And so the lawsuit and others like it are expected to go forward in lower courts. So 
Um, I mean, I could go on, but long story short, um, this article sounds like um, that I'm, I'm just saying, you know, from what we're reading, it sounds like, oh, you know, the uh, the residents don't really have the right to like sue anymore. Right. Because it's fixed or whatever. Right. So if we check out this other article um, and, and that's important to think about, like, why would they want to put like that messaging out there? You know what I mean? In a financial paper, mm. because I have a video. I'm going to play that video on this. I'm going to try to find that video. But the mayor of Flint, I saw her like a couple months ago at a water summit in Flint. Okay. And I got a video of her and I asked her, why, um, you know, is it like, like what, what, ha- like what is going on currently and like what needs to be done? And she basically said that there's 28,000 pipes in the infrastructure that need to be replaced. They've already replaced, they meaning the city of Flint, she, under her guidance, have replaced 9,000 pipes. So all those other pipes need to be replaced, 18,000, whatever that number is, need to be replaced. So with that, if you think about it, she's been petitioning to the federal government and to the state to give her money to um, fix the rest of the pipes. Mm-hmm. And basically, when Governor Snyder exited, he wrote some kind of manifesto or some crap saying that he fixed the water crisis. And so on paper, it says that he fixed it. And so as she's petitioning for this money, the government is like, the federal government, federal and state government are like, well, your water crisis is fixed. And they're blaming her for the water crisis. They're they're saying it's her fault for the water crisis. So they're not giving her the money to fix the pipes. And so with that, now she's got 9,000 pipes that are fixed while she's trying to get all these other pipes fixed while all that lead is like still going through, which is like going to corrode the new pipes if they don't give her the money, fix the other ones. Not only that, she's trying to fix the infrastructure, which is all the city pipes, but there's, you know, from the home into the house, like all the houses are messed up. So like all of those pipes need to be fixed. And like, you know, it's just like a catastrophe. So long story short is pressure need still needs to keep getting put on the state and federal government mm-hmm. to fix the infrastructure. So with that, I'm going to just go quickly into this other article. I'll try to go through it as fast as I can. But it says Supreme Court decision. This is the EcoWatch paper. It says Supreme Court decision means Flint residents can sue over water crisis. So as a, and they got a picture here with some residents at a rally. Um, It's actually a picture of people from the, uh, what does it say? The mile long March um, to highlight the push for clean water in Flint. And that just happened. Well, that happened February 16th, February 19th, 2016. And you see some folks there with the fist up and a sign. It says water is a human right. Um, and so they use the same, they use the same paragraph 
as the other article. It says the Supreme Court made a decision Tuesday. That means Flint residents can sue state and local officials over the water crisis that leached lead into their water and resulted in at least 12 deaths. City officials and state regulators argued that they had, quote unquote, qualified immunity from being sued. But lower courts rejected this argument by refusing to hear two cases related to the matter. The Supreme Court has upheld those rulings. Um, they have some different uh, quotes here. It's time for the people of Flint to start feeling like they are going to get their day in court. That's lawyer Mike Pitt told the Michigan radio. This just moves the entire process closer to that day. Pitt is a co-lead counsel on a class action suit filed by thousands of Flint residents seeking damages in the wake of the water crisis. The case which triggered the Supreme Court decision was filed by two Flint residents, including Mother Shari Gutern, who said she and her child were exposed to lead. That's uh, according to a Reuters report. And the crisis began in 2014 when an emergency manager appointed by then Michigan Governor Rick Snyder switched the city's water supply to the Flint River. The improperly treated water leached lead and bacteria from the pipes, contaminating water and causing a deadly outbreak of Legionnaire's disease. More than 25,000 Flint residents were harmed by exposure to lead or other contaminants. And according to records reported by Reuters, more than 5,000 of those individuals were um, children under the age of 12 and no level of uh, lead exposure, which can harm children's cognitive development, is considered safe. Government officials at first said the contaminated water was safe, but admitted 18 months later that it was not, according to NPR. The city's water supply was finally switched to Lake Huron. The supply did not meet federal safety standards until in late 2016. They've been denied justice, Pitt told Michigan Radio of his clients. The 6th U.S. District Court of Appeals had previously ruled that the officials were not immune from lawsuits. Knowing the Flint River was unsafe for public use, distributing it without taking steps to counter its problems and assuring the public in the meantime that it was safe is contact that would alert a reasonable person to the likelihood of personal liability, the lower court ruled, as CNN reported. Any reasonable city official should have known that doing so constitute conscious shocking conduct prohibited by the substantive due process clause. The officials had argued um, they should be immune because they could not have known they would be sued for doing the best they could with the information they had, according to Reuters, allowing the sixth um, court of appeals ruling to stand means the Supreme court decided uh, in the lower courts reasoning was strong, uh, appropriate and well-researched. Um, Gutierrez lawyer, Paul Gesk told Michigan live. So, do y'all have thoughts on anything, first of all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go first. Well, I just find it really, really interesting. So, about like how all this comes together per you talking about media literacy. So, got the 2020 campaign coming up. In 16, I'm looking at backtracking about how Trump used the Flint water crisis as one of his, um, when, when talking to Michigan and specifically voters in Michigan, that was one of the, th- one of his pillars of his campaign. So fast forward, listening to you talk, I'm automatically looking up the funds that apparently as soon as the the 
as soon as it was determined that the water was bad and it went through that, the, the original trial with Snyder, the state allegedly gave Flint $390 million. So there's this uh, website called the Daily Caller that I'm looking at, and it's saying it, it, it just came out, I think, yesterday, stating that Flint misused the money. Okay. First, who is the Daily Caller? So listen, it gets deeper. So it's a it's a it's a website. So it's this website that that is the data is saying it is going based off of Flint is breaking the data down based off of state reports on how that money was spent, how they are put it in the books the money was spent. And a lot of people, the article is basically stating that this breakdown could just be all a bunch of bullshit. That it doesn't they're saying that back to the nine thousand pipes being fixed that you're stating, they're saying that $144 million of the dollars went towards fixing the pipes, but then the rest of the money went towards um, building infrastructure, the economy. It went towards uh, ba- uh, reviving a basketball league in Flint. It went towards all these different things. So they're saying in the article that that's to be determined if this is 100% accurate because it could be that they're making it look like that, but it could be that they never really – the, the city of Flint never received full control over the money that they received after exactly. the original case. And so, so they're trying to frame the yes, mayor. There you go. Yeah. And so Trump mm-hmm. is saying as of this week that it's a shame about how that money is spent. So Republicans mm-hmm. are flipping this shit. Yeah, they're, they're crazy, trying to blame the mayor. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. So basically so, yeah. saying that no matter what you do for black people, we tried to fix it. They still... They still effed yeah, it up. Negroes don't know how to, what to do with their money. But I don't, yeah. So it's crazy how, when you talk about media literacy, mm-hmm. how people, you you gave the two different articles that gave two different perspectives that dropped in the same day. Mm-hmm. But how you can take information and you can it. was the same it. information. Same, the same information yeah. and swing it. You know, so that's my thought. What do you think, Deja? Brittany kind of summed it up. I was thinking about that article. Well, not that, you know, specifically, but that situation mm-hmm. of how they were saying that Flint mishandled the money because mm-hmm. I remember seeing that, like, I think last week, or maybe mm-hmm. the week before mm-hmm. last, and I just, I, I was a little offended mm-hmm. because I went to Flint, like, a couple years ago um, for a benefit concert that, like, Robert Glasper or something had there. Wow. Yeah, and... Um, I went there like just to see him, but I also learned a lot about what was happening there at the time too. So to learn that Flint mishandled the money, um, it was just really disappointing after like, you know, that big concert, like he brought Stevie Wonder out and he, everybody was there and it just like the situation itself was sad, but just to, you know, be a part of it like that and then learn that they mishandled it was frustrating. And then to find out that it's all this conspiracy is even more upsetting because it's like I, I'm kind of speechless. I just don't understand why. I mean, I understand why they're not giving it to Flint, but it's just not fair because it's so deep. It is deep. It's so deep. And it's like Piper said, it. it's not just about, you know, the buildings and just the city pipelines. It's about these people's homes. That's, that was my first thought. I wasn't even thinking yeah. about city buildings. I'm thinking about the, the pipes that they need to replace are in the communities, not just 
you know, yeah. downtown Flint or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. the crazy part about it is mishandled or handled the money properly. I want to know. I want to know. Okay, you force Flint into getting an emer- They force Flint into get before this all this water crisis to get an emergency manager. Yeah, and took the power out of the people's hand because yep. you thought that they couldn't handle it. Yeah, but you couldn't put a some type of board or committee together that knows how to change and go about changing pipes correctly you didn't know listen they had it goes they had the scientists and people who were doing those jobs warning them they were warning them not to switch the water source and snyder they have emails and emails and emails where snyder said he didn't care and a lot of those people quit but then a lot of people you know just need to keep their job and these are the people, those are the people now that the residents are trying to sue. The people who were like, you know, that stayed in the, in these jobs and stayed quiet. That's unreal to me. So- and Snyder's gone. And you remember this last some last year, um, was it Harvard was trying to give him a man of the year award? Oh yeah, that's for humanitarian right. efforts. And Black Twitter ate him up. And then he backed out and gave back the award <laughs> and then went went after black Twitter and was like, you know, basically they hating on me. And that's why I'm going to give the award back. And it was like, yeah, it's just it's crazy <laughs> to me when you summarize this situation. They even had they even had national government doing commercial ads telling people that this Flint water wasn't bad then they find out it is bad remember obama drank it yeah then they find out it is bad then everyone holds their holds their hands up to it they give supposedly flint this money right and basically try to hush the situation by telling them there's a plan there's a plan in place then they try to hold people accountable all the people that they've tried to hold accountable by taking them through court and the people that have gotten sued have all been let off and now the the end of it is is that the money was mishandled how yeah, how do, no 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 that's a that's a um a frame job that's what I'm saying they're trying to frame that, the mayor that, that's what I'm saying a that, black woman that's crazy they're trying to frame a black woman make her look stupid okay I found her I found her um article I mean not article I found the interview I did on Instagram okay if y'all go to my Instagram Piper Carter it's not that far down it was uh anyway I'm about to play it I hope uh I hope I get it from the beginning. And here's what's going on in Flint. We're changing pipes. We've changed, we've looked at all 23,000. We've changed over 9,000. We're almost finished with the lead service line replacement, but here's what we need. We still need your voice because one of the things we've talked about is appliances, fixtures. Uh, Plumbing has been damaged as a result of the corrosive water. So while we can have the cleanest water and the newest pipes, if your in-home plumbing is damaged, you still get lead in your water. And so we're waiting on the state and the federal government to step up and help us fix that because it shouldn't be at any cost to the residents. So... Here we are. Use your voice to help us get that message out. Thank you. So that was I asked her just give me a little commercial for my Instagram <laughs> to help 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 folks understand like what how can they help what needs to be done. Now that was on October the 23rd. That is um Mayor Karen Weaver um and if you go on Instagram just go to city of underscore flint 
city of underscore Flint. And you can um, check out her staff. They answer it. They're very responsive. Um, they need, so when she says they need your voices, they need folks to contact, you know, the state and the federal government and tell them to, she's writing to get funding to pay for this and they're denying her the funding. And currently, right now, right now, the residents of Flint are, because the pipes are still corroded, everyone is still bathing and cooking and doing everything that they need to do with bottled water. Folks are still living their entire lives with bottled water. Um, we did, we met um, um, Jalen Smith, uh, nonprofit director for his box water um, that he's doing there. And I think the X amount of money from that goes to support, um, you know, Flint residents. But at the end of the day, I mean, they need their infrastructure. They mm-hmm. need their pipes fixed. Yeah. You I know mean, what I'm saying? They just need to they just fix, the, fix it. It's, it's crazy that all of this is just a scam. Like the, not the, the crisis. Let me be clear. But this money, like I'm looking at another article and when you go through the documents, there's no precise um, streamline of who first got the money in Flint, where the money went, whose hands it went in. They, they, you can't find it. Wasn't it wasn't the mayor. Isn't that crazy? She she didn't have access um, for the longest time because, you know, they when when they were dealing with coming out from under emergency management all that kind of stuff was murky and they were still under the emergency management you know so as that system was changing over she still didn't she didn't have access so by the time she was able to gain access it was just terrible let's just put it that way and she still she's been trying to fix it i i can't even imagine like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we went up there and, uh, you know, I'm talking about like the couple months ago, we went up there to this, you know, uh, water summit, like a couple, you know, the one where I just got this interview. And it's just none of the rest of the state officials showed up to this, to the um, water summit. And we're like in Flint, one of the most important, you know, spaces for water uh, that are, that's going on right now. And to just be at this summit and none of the rest of the state or federal officials to even care to show up to this water summit. Um, but there's a water summit this weekend. It's right here in Detroit. And... Uh, We'll be there for some of it to get some of the 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 presenters and things like that to bring you guys some information. So now I saw Mon- uh, Monica Lewis, Patrick. Can you tell us about anybody else that's going to be there? I, I knew some faces, but I surely can. Um, so the water summit is going to be taking place this weekend, and um, so long story short, you know, in Detroit and Flint, one of our major issues is um really you know is water i mean not just here right like globally we're talking about water wars and 
all the things that are going on. But there's a Global Water Justice Summit, and it's going to take place right here in Detroit. Um, it's going to be at the uh, Cass Community United Methodist Church. Um, and so if I'm not mistaken, that's like in Cass Corridor somewhere. And uh, I'll just read what it says. The Global Water Summit will gather water advocates, experts, and engineers from across water insecure parts of our jurisdiction and global connection to develop a strategy for United Methodist leadership for water security. Using a mixed presentation of workshop discussion format, the summit goes beyond the typical workshops by having a tangible strategic output, a roadmap for mission partnerships and investment within the NCJ and with our siblings in Africa. So that sounds interesting. Um, yeah. So um, some of the panelists, uh, we got Mother Janin Cornstalk. She's a water warrior and organizer. Um, Anthony Diaz, he's a co-founder of Newark Water Coalition. Um, Krista Dover, Clean Water for the World. She's from Guatemala. Um, Lunga Dibu Irung Emmanuel, he's a development officer in of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Ruth Kono Fred, a human rights monitor of uh, from Liberia. Pauline Faith Garter, Water for Life from Liberia. We got Dr. Peter Hamer, Water as a Global Human Right. Can he's you, from can, Detroit. Can you please tell a little bit about him and the work that he does specifically? Because he's incredible to me so um peter hamer is an attorney he is also the director of or the executive director of um detroit equity action lab which does racial equity and inclusion and racial justice of which i'm a member and he also does a lot of policy and initially when i met him he was um, doing mapping around housing and showing the foreclosure um, crisis and, and showing like where that was taking place with the predatory lending that was being done by Quicken and how that uh, with the housing scandal and the foreclosure scandal. And he showed like map wise, like the heat maps where the zip codes of this was like happening to people and when and making tons of correlations, right. And making lots of correlations. And then Monica Lewis Patrick from We the People of Detroit, who was also a member of my cohort of Detroit Equity Action Lab, worked with Peter and they together developed Mapping the Water Crisis, which was a participatory mapping project that residents did where it was like residents, youth, as well as um, Wayne State students um, to develop um, a process so that residents could do their own mapping and they learned that there was a correlation between the water shutoffs and the housing foreclosures and the school closures and all those things were happening to the same people in the same areas yeah. at the same time. So he is an advocate um, for people. He's in there located inside of Wayne state um, Damon J Keith law center. Mm -hmm. And so, um, they give lots of legal advice and help folks with all types of legal issues, but uh, related to justice. 
issues. So racial equity, um, you know, returning citizens and uh, criminal justice issues, um, immigration, uh, you know, gender justice, just all the different, you know, disability justice, all the different justices um, that help you, you know, do research. They help you find legal, you know, just a lot of support. Um, also on this is uh, Jefferson Boyle Knight. Um, he's from Liberia Human Rights Monitor. And Monica Lewis Patrick, We the People of Detroit. Um, Dr. Elizabeth Mack. Her organization is Evidence and Science of Water Affordability and Access. Mm-hmm. Melissa Mays, Water You Fighting For. She's from Flint. Um, Shamiso Mupara. She's the founder of Environmental Buddies. She's from Zimbabwe. Reverend Davies O. Musigo. He's a East Africa area UMC. Catherine Norman. She's a health coordinator from Sierra Leone Conference. Austin Niaplue. He's Living Water International. He's from Liberia. A lot of Liberians here, huh? Uh, real quick, you know... Um, uh, Liberia is a country where when Marcus Garvey uh, built the Black Star Line ship and blacks were saying we're going to go back to Africa, um, that was uh, 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 where they were going. But that was, a, that was a, a part of that time period. A lot of black folks, American blacks, went to Liberia and settled. And Liberia is very interesting, and they're actually having a lot of interesting political... Um, developments that are happening in, in their political system. We should research that. Um, Smart K. Senesi. Um, he's the director of missions and development. He's from Sierra Leone. Alicia Smith is from Freshwater Futures in um, Toledo. Uh, Reverend Stefan Varfi. He's from Lifewater in Liberia. Dr. Uh, Reverend Dr. Joanne Watson is from Act- Water Action and Advocacy. She actually is one of our local love her. legislators. Well, uh, previous legislators, former legislators. And uh, Reverend uh, Bill Wiley Kellerman. And he's a pastor and author of Water Justice and a Water Justice Advocate. He's also a member of the uh, Detroit People's Water Board. So that's gonna that sounds like it's going to be powerful. Oh, yeah. You got people from all over. I hope you all come. It's Friday and Saturday. This week, January 24th, 25th. Um, Peter Saturday. And it's going to be, like I said, at the Cass Community Methodist Church. The folks are staying at the um, St. Regis Hotel. Um, so I don't know. I'm very excited about it. They got some great, you just go onto the website. It is called michiganumc.org. It's the Michigan Conference. Um and it's a global water justice summit. So michiganumc.org. So go there for the schedule and everything. So did you guys have anything? Yeah, I mean, it'll just be interesting. We're going to, you know, throughout this year, we're going to be covering um, Flint and checking in on them. You know, like Piper said, there's a there's a lot going on. I'm looking on CNN and they, they've done a, actually a, done have done a beautiful timeline of things going on in Flint that you can just click it and grab it and see what's going on in like she said October um excuse me uh what date is this June 13th of the, of 2019 they dropped all the charges against all the uh 
prosecutors dropped all the charges against anybody that was, you know, related to the crisis. Damn. And they're going to they're going to restart the investigation. So we're just going to watch to see when they're going to start this investigation. So is it going to be restarted? How do you skate out of poisoning? A That's city? what I'm saying. They well, people completely, died and completely skated. And, and children have permanent brain damage. How do you how do you beat that type of case? And then and not only that generations. It's so consistent, though. Deja, like it was crazy last year learning that they were still charging people and cutting off people's water because mm-hmm. they weren't paying these day bills. So it's consistent in how they do. So for you, poison water, you y'all get off, and then y'all y'all get off of um off these uh, get off these trials, and then turn around and say that the money was misused. It slaps in the face. Just slaps in the face, wow. and then say that they could only do so much with the information that they were given. Like, yeah, what? Mm. But yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll keep going on for Flint. Like I know for so many episodes. Shout out to Flint. Shouts out to Flint and Clarissa Shields. Yeah, that's my girl. We and Mama Soul and Mama Soul. Yeah, Clarissa Shields for sure though. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all want to move on? We can move on. Kim Worthy. Mm. Kim Worthy seat is up. Twenty twenty. We got an election coming up. Everybody's <laughs> talking about the president. Our Wayne County prosecutor is out of here. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> Kim Worthy, Kim Worthy is love. But guess what? I got an update on that. Mm. Remember before I was saying her seat was up, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't know who was going to run for her. Mm-hmm. Um, guess, guess what? What? I found out. Who? There is a woman. And let me just get her name correctly, because this is who we about to vote for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why <are> you say? Because <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, her name is Victoria Burton Harris. That is hyphenated. I'm googling her. Vic- she's she's on Facebook. Friend her and follow her. Follow her campaign is Victoria Burton Harris, and she's. Her Facebook, that's her Facebook page, and it's Victoria Burton Harris for Wayne County Prosecutor. Do you see her, like, if if y'all going? Oh, wow, yeah, I'm voting for her. Yeah. So, um. She's black? She's a black woman. <laughs> um, it's like, no, let me stop playing. So, yeah, like, this is who the community is going to be behind. And we're going to keep digging in. She's got a. Let's see, how long is her um little campaign here? This thing is like, okay, this is like two minutes. So I don't know. We'll play let's just play as much as we can just play as much as we can play of her of her little of her little spiel. Let's see, this is a uh, Victoria Burton Harris for Wayne County Prosecutor. I'm Victoria Burton Harris, and I'm running to be your next Wayne County prosecutor. As a criminal defense and family law attorney. I have spent my career serving this community. I have seen the most vulnerable populations disproportionately impacted by our current criminal justice system. Her her makeup is is nice too and her hair. <laughs> she our is pretty. Children, the underprivileged people of color and those suffering with mental illness and substance abuse. I know that in order to reform our criminal justice system we need to reform our county prosecutor's office. The county prosecutor is the gatekeeper to this system. The prosecutor decides who to charge, what to charge, and how to dispose of those charges. 
that that was good. Like giving the three points like that, mm-hmm. that helps me understand. Like, oh, that's what they do. Yeah, I like that she studied Afro, Afro uh, American literature right. in college. Okay, it's kind of deep. That's kind of good. I like right? that a lawyer who wants to know more about herself wants to know more. Yeah. And I like her uh, her chocolate <laughs> top too, and her chocolate lipstick is nice too. <laughs> I know that in order to truly reform our criminal justice system and end mass incarceration, we need to reform our county prosecutor's office. We are no safer as a community than we were 15 years ago, and it is time for us to do something different. It is time for us to not be tough on crime, but to be smart on crime. It is time for us to join the national conversation to reform the criminal justice system by reforming the cash bail system ending excessive punishment, ending the school-to-prison pipeline, building community trust with transparency and accountability, and increasing public safety while reducing gun violence and focusing on the crimes that matter most. We know that to effectively reduce crime, the focus should not be on punishment, but on intervention and prevention. I'm Victoria Burton-Harris. And that's why I'm asking for your vote to be your next Wayne County prosecutor. Okay, I'm voting for her. Uh, yeah, I'm voting and for you it. are too. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> you know what's interesting as we get into this? What? You know, last year, Kim Worthy was assigned to the Flint water crisis. Wow. Like she, she, she last year, the state asked her to be a part of it because they felt that her reputation would be valuable to resolve the matter. Wow. Isn't that funny? Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, So our comrade, colleague, Sawatu, mm-hmm. Sawatu Salamara, who is currently still co-director of East Michigan Environmental Action Council, who was um, sent to prison uh, while she was pregnant, beat her case. Well, she was, she was sent to prison and shouldn't have gone to prison Michigan is a stand your ground state. She a a a, per, a a woman attacked her mother and child while they were in Sawatu's car. She brandished a weapon. She did not shoot. She pointed it, and it was empty and uh, and threatened. And the woman went straight to the police. And you know, whoever goes to the police first is you know gonna win. And so, um, long story short, it was determined that they didn't believe that she was scared because they don't believe that black women have fear for their lives or that black women have the ability to to be afraid of anything. And so they sentenced her to two years because having a gun is a two-year mandatory um, she was pregnant at the time, and when she went to the courtroom, um, activists filled up the courtrooms, and she had many people who, you know, testified on her behalf, and the judge has the ability to use what's called discretion to decide where you, you know, uh, until your sentencing, you know, where you where you can be. And instead of allowing her to go home, and deliver her baby as she had asked, he ordered her to serve her prison time immediately. And they took her from the courtroom and took her straight to prison. And um, she ended up having to deliver her child in prison. 
shackled to a bed, um, hands and feet shackled to a bed, had to deliver. deliver. Um, she ended up beating that case and her brilliant law team was able to bring her home. And she, so at, at this point, she is done with her case. She served her time. She has, um, you know, gone through all of the legal processes and Kim Worthy is currently hunting her down and trying to, and actively trying to appeal um, Sawatu's appeal. Well, Sawatu actually had two appeals and they were initially rejected and her final appeal was accepted. And Kim Worthy is trying to overturn, actively trying to overturn Sawatu's appeal to send her back to prison. Why? So, why do you hate black women? What is it? Black people. Why? I don't know. And she's a black woman. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh my gosh. It's interesting. So that's, that's you know, so so with that, um, I do want to let folks know if you do want to support Sawatu, um, you could be part of the campaign to keep Sawatu free and, um, you know, keep her out of prison. And there's a, a letter to the Wayne County prosecutor asking that's a why to uh, not be retried. So we're asking folks to like reshare um, this letter and I'll just read the letter to you like super briefly. Um, we have to find a way to distribute this to our listeners, but um, I'll definitely post it on my Instagram and it says happy new decade. Thank you to everyone who signed on to the letter to the Wayne County prosecutors asking them not to retry Sawatu. Close to 500 of you support it, and we are so grateful. Our goal is to double that amount of letters um, so you can go to the link. And um, you still have time to encourage your elected officials to keep Sawatu free. And in addition to fighting for Sawatu's freedom, we're also in con- continuing to organize for liberation for all of 2020. And thank you for your ongoing solidarity and generosity. And that's from the Sawatu and the Freedom Team. And it says um, they have like a a picture of Sawatu, her husband, and their two children. So so long story short, um, yeah, I'll make sure to put that on the um, on the on the Instagram, which I didn't get a chance to make full disclosure. I didn't get a chance to make a Piper Carter podcast instagram but it's coming but so, it's coming because be uh yeah yeah instagram you know you you're very interesting instagram uh they only let you have like five profiles and i guess i'm up to the limit on all my businesses so uh you are out here i'm out here in active streets i might just go on ahead and have to have one of y'all start the um you know do like a second instagram for me i'm just paranoid uh Full disclosure, uh, I, I'm like, please don't troll or put some wild things on Instagram. No, no, like no. they did Mariah Carey. No, 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 <laughs> we cannot have that. No, 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 no. No, but um, but that wraps up that segment. So I think that was pretty cool. So we know that we have a prosecutor to um vote for, and we will say her name again. What is it? What? Oh, uh oh. What uh-oh. is it again? 
Let's pull it back up. We're going to have his name memorized now. Yes, we got to um, get her in the streets. Her name is Victoria Burton Harris. Victoria Burton, what is this, a hyphen Harris? Victoria Burton Harris. Yeah. Everybody say it. If you're listening, say it. Victoria Burton Harris. Victoria Burton Harris. <laughs> Victoria Burton Harris. <laughs> there it was three times. <laughs> it shall be. <laughs> And All right, so that's what's is. up. We got to get her on here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got to get her as a guest. That'd be dope. That'd be wonderful. Okay, great. Or we could get Kim Worthy. Oh, my God. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's only been your Wayne County prosecutor for 16 years. No, we're going to get Victoria. <laughs> and before that, <laughs> and before that, the assistant prosecutor starting in 94. Wow. She's been over there Googling. <laughs> it's 2020. We're looking forward, okay? Yeah. Wow. Forward. I don't know. I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, this is good. I mean, Piper Carter podcast. Yeah. But I mean, we have other, you know, hosts, so don't want to hog up the mic. <laughs> no, you good. Okay. So, okay. You know what that takes us to? That's Deja's segment. Oh, boy. This film segment, this Bad Boys thing. Bad Boys 3. Yeah, did you, yeah, did yeah. you watch it? I did watch it. Did you, have you guys seen it yet? I Unfortunately. Ain't. Unfortunately, so, <laughs> you didn't like it. I mean, I think I was good. I got, I got through the beginning of it. I gotta finish it though. It was entertaining. Okay, okay. we'll talk about. Talk, you go ahead, Deja. Yeah. Let us let let viewers know what's going on. Well, I honestly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great continuation of the first two movies. Mm. Um, I am excited to know that there is already a fourth in the works. What? Bad Boys Four. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. <laughs> I guess. They, I guess in these days, you can't like have a project and not have a follow-up project so it makes sense well you can but i mean like we need more we oh. demand more okay now we can demand more with social media we can harass will smith oh that <laughs> was dope <laughs> so that was dope he was he was talking i think i saw one of his uh on one of his media runs he was talking about how people weren't like checking him to do a pursuit of happiness too like but people was checking him to do bad boys or whatever yeah <laughs> why like, do you want a pursuit of happiness too no, he was, don't need he that was, that's what he was saying he was like nobody's asking me will can you do pursuit of happiness too <laughs> it was so funny but i'm sorry deja no 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 i mean i wouldn't want a pursuit of happiness too either i mean that was a emotional roller coaster yeah and <laughs> And the name is in the title itself, The Pursuit of Happiness. Like, right, 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 right. Life is a journey. Like, we're constantly in the pursuit of happiness. We don't need mm. a part two. But, I don't think... but Bad Boys 4? Bad Boys 4. Um... Bad Boys 3, sorry. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I am thinking about 4. That, <laughs> that'll be dope. I can't wait already. But 3 was good. Um, like I said, I thought it was a great continuation. I thought the plot was great. Um, I saw some people saw like honestly before I went to go see it, I saw people say that it was better than the first one, which was my favorite between the first two. So interesting, yeah, that already gave like me like high expectations for it walking in. So I'm like, oh wow, better than the first? What? So when I saw it, I did, I was entertained. I thought it was great. Mm. Did you think it was better than the first one? I don't know because I was like a child when I saw the first one. Mm -hmm. So being an adult and like growing up with it and like, you know, seeing Martin as a grandfather, hopefully that's not a spoiler alert for it anyone is. that I'm sorry. It's not really that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just seeing, you know, them grown up <clears throat> was great. 
And Charlemagne made a good point on the Breakfast Club is that they're just embracing being, you know, OGs now. So mm-hmm. That's good. it's nice to see that they're not, you know, still trying to be young guys. Like, I like that too. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's, you know, more maturity and growth in the characters than there was mm-hmm. in the first movies. Like you see that a lot of time has elapsed since then. My large. So, yeah. So as a Gen Z, was it, what was it for you watching like older, like Gen X? People. It was great. I mean, oh, okay. I already feel like I cling to older people already. So just to see mm-hmm. that was already, you know, something, a gift in itself. Um, still being able to see Will Smith and Martin Lawrence do their thing. So that was great. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the cast, too, like just seeing everybody, they still had, um, God, I can't think of his name. Like the first boyfriend from the movie. When oh, Martin- yes. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, so it was great to see him Reggie? again. Was yeah. his name Reggie? Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was great. That was that really, did that make you laugh? Yes, yeah. it did. It was great to see him like finally have a kid and then like they were joking him about it. Like mm-hmm. it was great. I just thought it was a good movie. And then it was still kind of like a, like a, I don't know. You what? can watch it with your parents and it'll still be cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. recommend watching it with somebody younger because they might not get the full gist mm. of the history and how dope it is. But yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah, okay. I thought it was great. I thought. I mean, I need to finish watching it, but I thought it was entertaining. I love Will. I'm a, I'm a Will Smith fan. I'm here for Always. him. Yeah, and I love Martin. Um, so anytime those two come together together or separately well that didn't make sense anytime them two come together but the reason why i was have to say that is because i love martin as a show mm-hmm. and i love fresh prince mm-hmm. so this whole i love when celebrities do projects together uh for the media run right like yeah they had a great oh, man they, they had did. a great like did you they see had the, a lot um, of black outlets too yeah did you see them on sway I did oh yes i saw i saw will I smith saw, yes do the um brand new funk he Excellent. still had it, right? Yes. He sounded great. He sound I think I think he still raps around the house. I think yeah, he does too. He did a song with Jaden, I think, or he rapped over one Icon. of his beats. Yeah. He killed Icon. Yeah. He did. That was sweet. That was funny. It was already was like, a dope what? song and then Will came on it. I'm like, mm-hmm. dang. Yeah. yeah, I'm here for that. But yeah. yeah. Um Love to see. And it. then I think there were they were at Tyler Perry's studios for a lot of this. Like, what is the guy's name that did Transformers, the director? Mm-hmm. I can't think of Michael his name, Bay. Michael Bay, but everyone thought that everybody was like giving kudos to Michael Bay, like, oh, this was a great third edition, but he didn't direct it. There were like oh, two, man. there were two other, womp, womp. two, <laughs> there were two other directors who directed it, and people were happy. Like, Bad Boys Two got horrible ratings, and I never understood why Bad Boys Two got horrible ratings. Like, I just never enjoyed it as much as the first. See, Even as a child, it was vice just, versa for me. Really, I, Bad Boys One was cool because it was a, it was a different concept. And when you go back and actually when you hear them talk about like where they were in their careers, and mm-hmm. I mean, there is no Mike Laurie like the Bad Boy One Mike Laurie. Like I'll say, yeah, but, he was wild. <laughs> but Bad Boys Two just was. I think in the prime for my like being me being a teenager, the music with the soundtrack was good. It was mm-hmm. in Miami. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, um, but it was coming of age for you. Maybe so. Um, but where was I going with that? Um, you got caught up in the rapture. I did get caught up in the rapture. <laughs> but uh, no, like, um, dang, I was just going to say that. Uh, Talking about directors. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Bay, people were like, oh, like, like, I ain't gonna lie, white people hated uh, Bad Boys too. They actually don't like the Bad Boys franchise. 
And when I saw them it's give not really for, for them, them, there you go. Like <laughs> there you go. So I was watching some of the white boys review and they were like, yeah, like we were actually happy Michael Michael Bay didn't direct it. And we think this is the reason why we like Bad Boys 3 so much. And I'm like, okay, maybe. So but they enjoyed it? Yeah, they enjoyed it. White people enjoyed this one, which I just think that Will people, white people love aging Will Smith, which is weird. But the overall point I'm making is it was kind of cool to see at Tyler Perry Studios, the picture of uh, Wesley Snipes, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, and Martin. And then they did like a uh, like an Instagram video, I guess. And Eddie Murphy, they was like all like doing like like hugged up, taking a picture. Mm-hmm. He was like, I wish this picture was a snatch and scr- uh, uh, scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff. He was like, so y'all could really smell what's going on. Like, I guess uh-uh. it was like musty or something. Yeah. Was mad funny. No, or they was probably smoking, just making a joke. Smoking weed or something. <laughs> oh, that might have been it too. Yeah, but it was cool too. So, yeah. Like I like I, I thought Bad Boys Three. I'm still watching it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet. I give right. it like an eight out of ten. Damn, Damn. that's high. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Okay, it's okay. A class. So it's... then, if if you're giving it eight out of ten, what's I, a I ten? Guess, I guess y'all are not looking at it as a, a piece of cinema. It is what it is. It's like listening to Little Wayne. Like, oh, you're not gonna put Little Wayne up against uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Like, you're not gonna put Carter One up against Mid. Med- med- uh, it's education to learn here. Like it stays in its lane. Like it is good for what it is. I got you. Right, Deja? Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Well, that was awesome. Thanks for that. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Oscars real quick? Yeah. I mean, they still don't have anybody that I care about, but um No, they don't. There's like I think only <laughs> that Harriet Tubman movie got nominated. I think that was it, but yeah. that got nominated. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. And that's that. the only one. Did you course. see that? No, I didn't see. That yeah, either. so it got nominated. Also, too, um, you know, there was a few. There were a few articles, like Essence did an article. There was a few articles just for like a couple of days about Oscar so white, <laughs> but I think you know that that resurgence back. Yeah, but um. I think we could go into the other conversation that Brittany was saying, like, well, Lisa Ray. Um, is doing did like a series of promo for it because she's gonna be hosting it or Who's something. That? I'm, I said Lisa Ray. That's the <laughs> damn uh, like Issa, were, Issa Issa Ray. I know what you mean, but it's just yeah. funny here. I Lisa said Ray. Lisa Ray. I'm like they players they, they giving players. Club. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what is she up to now? Yo, be some booty, some thighs. I'm like, bring, did you say players club? Oh, like party. <laughs> no, um, it's gonna be uh, Issa Ray is gonna be hosting. And she's got two new movies out right now, mm-hmm. actually. Two love movies, mm-hmm. um, romantic comedies or whatever. But um, Photographer. Indian. I don't know the other one, though. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. other one is the, like... Y'all, you said one and you said one. They're two different ones. Yeah, the photographer... Yeah, that one looks good. The other one from the trailer I saw, it was about her and this... Um, I'll say, like... Middle Eastern man that are dating. Okay. And they're exploring like an interracial relationship. They get in a situation, um, are they like run over someone or something like that? Mm. Or hit somebody with the car. Oh uh, no, are they trying like to do rock- boot like uh Queen and Slim? Pretty that's what it seems like, pretty <laughs> much. And then like in the trailer, like they ran off or something. It's crazy. Oh, but that's no. pretty much what it, it seems like a rom Somebody stole the Queen script and Slim. from a... They stole this. They stole the Queen and Slim's uh, script, and was like, I "We could do this not. for about a hundred thousand less." 
I'm just I really kidding. like Issa, so I hope not. But that's what it. <laughs> honestly, that's really what it seems like. Plain and simple. I gotta so. see this trailer. Yeah. No, we'll see. I'm, I'm, we're just joking. We haven't seen <laughs> any of these movies. We're just making jokes. But um, there are yeah. a lot of good black movies coming out this year that we'll get into as they as those dates come. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black cinema is amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I actually watched. This isn't black cinema, but I watched Black Dynamite. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. It's a black exploitation film, but there's like a scene in there <laughs> where the guy beat, like, you know, because remember in the 70s, they would like do all the karate. So the guy goes to the, like the pool hall. He's all tough. He like starts beating up all the guys. And then the one guy, he's dark skinned and then he beats him. And then when he when he gets up, he's light skinned. It's like to say, like, you remember when your grandma would say, I beat the black off yeah. you? I'm like, what a silly ass. Have you ever seen dumb that ass cartoon? movie? Which one? Um, black Dynamite. You know, when I went to go look cartoon. for it, it was on um uh YouTube, but I didn't get to I didn't I didn't see the cartoon. It was pretty funny. It was kinda like boondocks, but um like a black exploitation boondocks. Was was it on Comedy Central or Adult Swim? Adult or? Swim. Okay. I wasn't into it. I didn't see it. So now I'm yeah. going to go back. Now that you've said that. It was entertaining. I'm going to go back and look at it. Was it like <laughs> dumb? Yes. Very silly. Uh, Erica Badu I had a couple of cameos. And oh, she then you know I'm going to watch wild it. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Piper, you were so silly. That's all you had to say. Erica Badu. Oh, I'm going to watch it. Uh, ding! <laughs> I saw she was okay. I saw she was in Japan. No, nah, for real. Yeah, okay. she posted this morning that she was doing something in Japan. And then Brittany, you said you saw her in, on the Met, or that was someone else. On what? Oh, no, no, that was Super Cool Wicked. Yeah, you said you saw. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Super Cool Wicked and Keswa for getting that Metro Times um cover and just article period congratulations okay. to them that's very big yes shout it is. out shout out i was okay. so happy uh, when i heard that i'm like yeah because we need to start uplifting our own yes. artists here this is such a beautiful place to be so much natural genuine talent okay that cannot be imitated either like yeah. these girls hold their own mm-hmm. okay this is wonderful but um <laughs> the oscars i'm just trying to I mean, really, the Oscars are bland and mayo-ish. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, if you go through, um, I mean, I can't front. I did like the Irishman. That was a. Oh, I, but y'all said y'all didn't like the CG. I didn't. It was horrible. It was by far the worst. However, I am gonna go back. I'm gonna finish watching the Irishman because I'm absolutely obsessed with Robert De Niro. I love Joe Pesci in the movie because of, he's playing a different role than normal. So yeah, I do like the Irishman from what I've seen. I mean, it's it's that's it's getting a lot of nominations. Mm-hmm. Harriet got you know uh, I think it was Cynthia Revo got nominated. That's the only one. I mean, just in general, um, yeah, like the Oscars is boring. Um, so I don't really care about about that. Uh, is Jamie Foxx um, nominated for anything or that movie he did with Michael B. Jordan? I didn't see it. Okay, I was on just here. Curious. I didn't see it on here. Because he was on a round table with Shia LaBeouf and Robert De Niro, Tom Hanks, and the guy from. Did you, did you either? Of you guys watch the show Girls on HBO? Uh, no. Okay, but this other kid, and I was like, why is he sitting at the round table? 
I thought maybe he was nominated, but okay. I mean, it doesn't mean he wasn't. I, I just didn't see it. I think we would have heard more about it if he was. Maybe, I, maybe not. Yeah, I don't believe he is. I think he was a part of the conversation that he was someone that was left out. I don't okay. know. But I know he has another movie coming out this year. So okay. We'll go support that one instead. Shout out to Jamie. Shout yeah. out to Jamie. Right. He's got that one with who? Michael B. right now, right? Right. What? And that's a serious movie. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a based on a real story. I can't. I don't need to look. Where is it? At the theater? Yes, yeah, I should still be at the theater. I'm trying to think of the name of it. My mom. I saw the commercial when I was at the airport, but um, I haven't had time to like check that one out. All right. So okay, we'll we'll, we'll check that movie out. What is it about? Do you know? I'm looking it up now. It's some a guy. I think. Jamie Foxx is portraying a man who was wrong, wrongfully uh, trialed for, uh, I don't know if it was a murder or what it was, but he was in jail. And Michael B. Jordan takes on his case and tries to get him, you know, tries to get him, uh, get him out. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So then we need to. Did you guys watch that Tyler watch that. Perry movie on Netflix? Girl. Did you? Heck you no. Know. What's you? the Tyler Perry movie? Oh my God! What is the name of that? Fall from Grace. Fall from Grace. How was Hot that mess? I just <laughs> I couldn't. Let me tell you something. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I just had because to watch it. The conversation. You did watch too it. Funny, yeah. I had to. It was entertaining. Okay, was it, now what? that you watched it. Okay, how about this? I'll watch it just to have the conversation with you next yeah. week. Is that cool? Yeah. Because I can't stand Tyler Perry movies. It was so it was like. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. It was just Brittany laughing at me because it's hilarious. You're going to dislike it for the same reasons you dislike other Tyler Perry, you know, projects. But Tyler was, Perry is sorry, babe. Go no, ahead. Go He's ahead, a one. He hates black women. He does. And I'll, it's the same. But I'll you are so funny, but I'm laughing. Shout out to Tyler Perry because only because like he's the little Wayne of like film, black film, like. What does this mean? <laughs> yeah. So he's on drugs. <laughs> well, I mean, what I'm saying is, is that he he kept black film alive for it. If it wasn't for Tyler Perry from like like the early two like mid two thousands, like a lot of black people would have not been seen. Like Cicely and you Tyson. Know why? Cicely I, Tyson. I don't want to say that I if agree. it wasn't for Tyler Perry, I want to say that the system because because you know I just got to say the system is such that folks find it difficult to navigate. But at the end of the day, we had many, many, many black people that had a lot of money um, throughout the 2000s that could have been producing. I agree with you. And could have been doing things they chose not to. They chose to be, you know, locked into a system and, and thinking that they couldn't do anything any other way. True. And Tyler Perry was the only one who uh, stuck with, was like, you know what works? Cooning, True. and he had, he had the coon formula. I mean, I hate. Let me not use that word. Well, the, yeah, that's why he got pissed at Boondocks. I was just. I'm glad you brought that up, girl. I seen like I saw that. Like <laughs> I remember when that happened. Like and he got a ban from like Hulu. I saw that. Yeah. Like a, really? Yeah, he was big mad. That's power. He was big mad. I mean, I don't know. I think that kind of stuff is a you being a, him being a little too sensitive, like. It's not being too sensitive. It's just I just wish to protect your image. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that that you know Boondocks did it because we can make fun of him. But I wish that like South Park would have done it or something like that, (laughs) 
to make him like really look at himself maybe mm. Mm. yeah because mm-hmm. you only know your ice is cold if the white man tells you mm. <laughs> 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 yeah well. yeah but i guess you know for me tyler perry is just like he's like okra i just i can't do it okra or oprah Oh, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> I I'm mean, prone to like okra a lot, all right. actually. We're getting a little off. But, We're getting off. We're getting but it's off. cool because I got to ask a question. We're in film, so I got to ask you about the Russell Simmons situation with Oprah. So, mm. did, are you up to date? Yeah, she uh, pulled out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you got more? Or that's it? She said he tried to force her. No. Yeah, intimidate or no? She mm-hmm. said that he didn't. Did she say that he intimidated? No, no, no. He no, tried no. to. No, no, no. That's not what happened. Well, that's not yeah. what she said. That's the that's the story. The line. That yeah. There was intimidation. Mm-hmm. But that's what we. That's the what's the word I'm trying to say. That's what the streets say. That's the streets. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> that's what the streets is is talking about. But the official reason that she gave is that. She didn't feel that the filmmakers accurately made their point in and the film. She, and she questioned the credibility of one of the uh, victims. Yeah. Uh, the main one that did the rape allegation, um, Oprah was saying that there were some things about her story that didn't seem, mm-hmm. you know, credible. And that, but she, she didn't notice before joining. Well, she but she said that she fully supports, you know, the survivors and blah, blah, blah. But it's oxymoron. But Ava DuVernier is the one who stepped to Oprah and told her, you need to back down. Now, this is what the article says. Dang, she stepped to her. The article says that, that Ava DuVernier went to Oprah and was like, you need to chill. You got to chill. What? And Oprah was like, OK, A. Eh? And uh, <laughs> so then she backed out. But like, did Ava say that because of the Harvey Weinstein? I'm unsure why Ava said it, but That's they so both crazy. said that they had issues with the filmmakers not doing their due diligence on the story, and they felt that there were things that were missing from the story, and they felt that the filmmakers need to do a better job on the story. This is the official, you know, what's what 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 is quote is what I'm gonna say from Ava DuVernay and from um from Oprah. Oprah was producing it, right? Uh executive producing. Executive producing. Yeah. Well, who wow. Was, where was it going to like what Apple. It, Apple it was going to go well, it, it's still scheduled Ugh, to go if sh- I'm not mistaken. I no, would, no, no. I think Apple no, pulled out I, too. I think yeah, I think the whole thing got shut down. No, they still finished the film. Oh. And it's still going to be somewhere. Um I need to like do my due diligence and follow up, but yeah. It was supposed to be, be on careful. Apple um what's the name of Apple's platform? For um showing films, Apple TV. Apple TV. Apple so it's supposed TV. to be on Apple TV. Um, it may still be on Apple TV because I saw where um they were saying that Oprah pulled out. I, I'm unclear as to if Apple TV pulled out. Actually, I can look it up like right quick. So uh yeah, but that's pretty. That's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Netflix is getting a lot of backlash for the Aaron Hernandez docu series that oh, yeah. is out too. I heard it was good. What what kind of backlash are they getting? Um, because people are just, well, some people feel like they brought up his, um, like him being in the closet as, 
like a scapegoat or something for his his anger issues, but not highlighting the fact that like you know his childhood was crazy, and then he played football and all these other things that had an impact on his mental health. <clears throat> but um, they feel like Netflix just um, like basically ran with the gay thing. And even his, I believe Aaron Hernandez's lawyer said that uh, they um, basically kind of like misconstrued him as far as what he thought he was signing up for when he agreed to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then all those things about him being gay were put into it. And then that's when he was like, no, this isn't true and all these other things. So I believe I heard that he was going to sue Netflix or something, but there's definitely something fishy going on about that. So. I'm just definitely concerned. With yeah, I saw. Um, <clears throat> you know, I need I need to watch that documentary because I, I. But I listened to a couple of different. What would you call them? Reviews or reports or they weren't really reviews. They were just people. Uh, uh, what do you call that? When criticisms? You just, not even criticism. Just feedback. Okay. And um, yeah, from from what I gather, just by not watching it, but just from from the feedback was folks were saying that, yeah, they were leaning heavily on saying that because he was queer or, or the allegedly queer, because mm-hmm. I don't think that he um, ever said that he was queer. He didn't. Okay, so um, that they were giving that as a reason, right? Like you said, uh, or, or, the, or the, the allegation is that uh he was queer and hiding it or in the closet or whatever and that was his reason for anger and it and there was a lot of footage that sort of backed that up i didn't see footage in the film though no okay no they just had an account from this person that this kid that he grew up with um and the kid's father was also their football coach and they were talking about how being gay was so frowned upon and how him and Aaron, like, experimented with each other for a very long time. And they were scared to tell anybody because it was so frowned upon. And mm. then there was a scene with this now grown-up, now adult, I'm sorry, and his father. And the father was saying that he was sorry that he that the times were like that to where he could just have a conversation with his son about being open. Was his son... Yeah, is just, his son openly gay now? I'm not sure, mm. but the whole thing was just so random. Like, what do you think they were trying to accomplish with the documentary? Like, based off like watching it, I don't know. I don't even know why they did it. Like, mm. why did we need to? Was there a curiosity about Aaron Hernandez and mm. his? And it, it was a pretty big that that it was a pretty big deal. It was like felt like Jerry Epsteinish kind of like during the time frame because he had got trialed and then he in he commits the suicide and yeah i remember that being um fishy but i don't remember i was just trying to figure out why it called for a documentary and why they had to put that in there it was it just didn't feel natural or right Mm -hmm. or honest it felt like they were trying to like uh create some sort of uh negative feelings about queer folks not necessarily it just felt like they just wanted they needed a buzzword. Mm. Mm. Probably Which is terrible to do it to someone after they're dead. Yeah, and that's my point is that Aaron isn't here to defend himself. Like, 
that's not cool. You don't just speak on a dead person like that and mm. what they did or did not do. That's is, how I feel about Michael. Business. Yeah, that's how I feel about Michael Jackson too. Like, mm. man, like one this person's not here to defend themselves. Separate a little bit digression from the Ander Hernandez. Michael Jackson was went through went through the legal system. Like, leave this man alone. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like at certain at some point it's disrespectful to the deceased. At some point, just let it go. Let it go. So I don't even know what to say. I have so much to say, but I'm not gonna get into it. What? No, no, no. I mean, just the whole thing. As is, I'm not gonna get. We'll do that another show because we already been talking for like a couple hours. But I did want to um, give some highlights because we're at that time for your event and your business and the things you have going on, Mm -hmm. Miss. Yeah. What is happening with It's Food Detroit? <sighs> Shout out to Piper Carter. We're going to be at Willis Show Bar tomorrow night. Well, really, when this airs, it'll be, you know, we'll be at Willis Show Bar when this airs. So come out. Please support It's Food Detroit. We're doing plant-based food with a twist, trying to, you know, bridge the gap in between those who are transitioning into eating uh the different way or thinking about eating in a different way making it fun it's called it's food because it's just food it's delicious uh shout out to black cocoa bakes we're gonna have three different types of desserts from her shout out to sanaa who's whipping and prepping up stuff now so it should be a very very beautiful night uh, the owner of the establishment is going to be dj and i think he's a pretty good dj uh, we're also going to have uh, the D- the debrief is going to be presenting a young lady by the name of Danny. She's going to be doing some live music. She was also featured in the Metro Times um, article featuring bands to look out for in 2020. So that's kind of really yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So tomorrow night should be a dope night. I'm January excited. January 23rd, Willis Show Bar. Thank be you there for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. The, the, the date, I guess, is important, right? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about the menu? The menu, we are going to be doing. Um, a loaded nachos with the I'm excited for the 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 drizzles and the sauces is what makes people's nachos and tacos and shit seem different. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Okay. And then we're gonna be. What do you call it? Drizzles and dizzles. <laughs> Basically, sauces and drizzles. The drizzle, the dizzle. Hey. <laughs> I got bars pipe. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, and then we're gonna be doing the uh, the po boy, which is one of my favorites. We take the oyster mushroom and we. Hook it with some spices, fry it in some grapeseed, and you know, make it just like the traditional New the New Louisiana po' boy, lettuce, cabbage, uh, vegan mayo. We make a little special sauce that's pretty good, and then we're gonna do chicken and waffles with the same mushroom, the oyster mushroom, and so good. yeah, I'm excited for it. It's but not, it's not real chicken. No, 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 no chicken. It's a it's a mushroom chicken. It's mushroom, mushroom and waffles. <laughs> but you know that don't sound as cool as chicken and waffles. But I guess I could make it shroom and waffles. Do that sound cooler? Shrooms, shrooms and, the and waffles. Shroom and waffles. Yeah, shrooms and waffles. Shrooms and waffles. There you go. That's you false know? advertising, but it's is it because because of no because <laughs> it's not our fault that people think of the other shroom. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't want people. I don't want people to think that they're gonna get. What it. about magic waffles? Ma- oh, <laughs> <laughs> people would be lined up around the corner trying around to get in the there. corner. Like, what happened to the magic? <laughs> would you guys ever do medicated? Have you considered it? Um, Some I would butters. love to play with it. Like, I, oils. I, it's one of my favorite things to do on YouTube is watch chefs like hook up a 
Chilean sea bass that has that's infused or like the <laughs> like I love stuff like that. The pizza, like uh mm-hmm. what's the guy's name that we were just talking about last week? Um, that sounds like Ghostface Killer. Uh, oh, white boy. Yeah, like I love him. Like as far as you <laughs> ask me that like him as a rapper, and I'm like, eh. But him, like when he's talking about food and doing his food thing, like I, I absolutely even so in that, his raps he talks about food nonstop. True, like a chef, right. like a chef, chef. True. Like, but I say that to say I would love to. So we'll see. Sweet. We'll see. Okay. Um, Y'all coming? Y'all going to yeah, be there? For sure. I'll be there, darling. All right. Okay. Also, too, what about you, Deja? What's going on in your life for the, ne- for the next week? Um, I'm just going to be at Willis Show Bar tomorrow night. You don't be working on beats? Ooh, ooh, I oh. did make a beat. I oh. did make a beat. You know, I knew about oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I did make a beat. When are we going to hear these beats? Yeah. <laughs> is she dope, too, Piper? That's what's crazy. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. She's oh. super dope. Oh, I do a little something. Hey. I'm excited. I'm good at loops. Mm. I just got to get, you know, the whole setup going. So okay, we got to get this mixtape popping. Let's do it. Sweet. The mixtape is going to come out in, in March. So. You got to have some heat for the mixtape. Are you doing it too? Because yeah. the mixtape is going to be um, for uh, music producers, women women and hip-hop music producers. Uh, uh, I, I thought, what? I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany was like, what, what, what? Yes, music producers. That's when we're putting out. That'll be fun. Look at Brittany. That's not what I had in mind. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, we'll put that out. Okay. It's needed. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, for me, Monday is my birthday. Happy birthday. I'm going to be 48. To you. you said 48. 40, you said 18. Yeah, I will be. I'll be 48. Stop Piper, playing. you look like 28. Yay. Like maybe I've been like vegan. maybe she maybe she's 30. Maybe she's 30. Yeah. I've been vegan since like 1990. Yeah. Actually, 1990 I was a french fryitarian. That's <laughs> me right now. I'm getting out of my potato face. But yeah. By the time ninety three, like ninety two, like ninety three, ninety two, like ninety two, I started studying with um Dr. Jewel Pukram, and um she's a holistic doctor. She was actually a, a an OBGYN, mm. and she was head of the hospital here at Harper and doing great things and what we would call Western medicine at the top of her game, as they say in capitalism. And she started studying in Eastern philosophies and practices and switched over to the other side and utilizes all of her medical knowledge. She does uh, astrological readings, past life. Um, She deals with herbs, um, just, you know, womb healing. Well-rounded healer. Well-rounded healer. Okay. And so she's written various books she is a master teacher. She's up there with a Dr. Sabi, rest in peace. Like she's one of the greats. Mm-hmm. So I studied with her for two years. And then when I moved to New York City, I studied under Queen Afua, mm. who is a master teacher and a womb healer. And she's written the book Sacred Woman, which is my most favorite book ever, among Shout many other books. Book. Yeah. Um, and she's just healed lots of women. Erica Badu studied under her. Lots of, lots of, uh, women healers have studied under her. So those are my two master teachers all together. I studied four years. I did two years with each. 
And um, I mean, I did those practices to heal myself mm. and um, or just to balance myself, I should say, because I didn't have like any quote unquote illnesses, but to really balance myself. But um, to really learn about, you know, the body and healing and just, you know, getting into that and uh, my diet and how to eat to live and just all this, you know, this wonderful, you know, spirit and medical knowledge. But um, I think, uh, you know, moving forward, I sometimes have a little bit of regret. I kind of wish I was a healer. Like I would, I would have loved to have like taken that as a path. Cause I really like Your community love healing. doing that. I guess I, I do community this healing, is right? Work. Yeah. Okay. That's true. I'll accept yeah. that. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I do believe that I want to bring some more healers on here too, though. Um, I, have we had we we only had like herbalists two. on here once. We had two we had two healers on here. We did. Who was the second one? I remember Lottie came talked about herbs. There wasn't a person with massages, or maybe she wanted to be on the show. I don't know. I feel like we only had one so far. We got to bring in more healers. I thought we had two. Yeah. All right. We need more healing. In I this agree. World. We do. Got to heal from all this racism and mm-hmm. crap that's going on. Um, what else? I think I'm pretty much at the end of um the things that we wanted to talk to. Any yeah. other events and things that are coming up? Actually, well, by the time this show airs, also at Willis Show Bar next Tuesday, I will have had my birthday party. Yes. My birthday's Monday, but come on the 27th. But come to Willis Show Bar again on Tuesday. Because there's no cover. It's Piper's birthday. It's going to be pop, pop, pop. pop. It's going to be fun. We popping champagne? Y'all can. I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'm gonna be popping um lemon juice with lime and um mint and fresh mint. <laughs> I put some vodka in her shit. She ain't put some agave. Right. I put some vodka in your shit. You ain't even know it. I will know because I'll be passed out. <laughs> no, vodka no. all in your shit. Don't do that. To you me. ain't even know it. Right, don't done. do that. Don't do me silly. like Ricky Ross. <laughs> the fake. Don't do me like the fake Rick Ross. <laughs> Piper and her crip walking on her birthday. Well, I can't crip walk because don't get me in trouble. I'm oh, a, you know yeah. I'm from 12th Street. I have to claim 12. Uh, so that means you're blood. <laughs> no, uh, you're 12th Street. 12th right. Street. That's it. There's 12. I can't claim none of that. I gotta claim 12th Street. That's fair. That's fair, right? Yes. Okay. That's what's up. I know. It's not <laughs> All right. Well, we're at the end of the whole thing. Um, what else is there? Well, I'm really excited because Brittany made this brilliant, you know, design of a program and we got through it and I feel very organized. How do y'all feel? I feel good too. We're at a buck thirty. This is where we wanted to be. This is where we wanted to be. So And then you and, and, and guess what guys? I'm learning how to let go and let God because uh Brittany and uh, Deja here have been choosing the music, and um, I'm trusting that they'll do the right thing. Deja's been choosing it. It's, that's Deja's world. Well, last episode, but Piper does have a song that she wanted to feature this week, so. You're going to be nice. Yeah. Well, we have two songs. Yeah. Right? One in the beginning, one in the end, so we could, we could play both. Yeah, yeah Piper's yeah. song is a song at the beginning. And then, but I'm learning to let go. I'm learning to let go. How's that feeling? How's that coming? It's frightening. Don't be scared. I'm. I'm, I am. I am. Don't be scared. (laughs) No, but I'm trusting. (laughs) You know, I'm brave, right? (laughs) Because brave is when you're like frightened, but you do it anyway. So that's where I am with it. But I'm. But I trust because I have people I can trust. Yes. 
and I'll tell you how I trust y'all. Um, you have these brilliant people here have beautiful spirits and they are very dynamic. And I am held like as much everything that I've put intentions forth for and prayed for our beloved creatress has sent these two beautiful black stallion women <laughs> through here to help me and take care of me. And um, hopefully I do the same for them so Always. we can all lift each other up and, and, and propel each other forward. So, um, you know, while staying grounded and supporting one another. So I'm very blessed and honored to, um, have both of them be here. This is wonderful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank yes, you, Piper. You the great goat, yeah. greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. I will receive. Please <laughs> do. Three on three. Yeah. So I think that's the end of our show. Yes. I'm very excited. Um. Well, thank you for everything that you guys have brought to the show today. All your brilliance and excellence and uh, vision and you know, um, dissenting opinions. I, I welcome it. You know because um. I appreciate all of who you are and your humanity and everything that you bring uh, here with you. So thanks for that. Any things you guys want to leave folks with before we go? Or are you good? Or Will it show her? What about you? Hey, peace. I hope everybody's having a good week. Make your next day better than the last one. Make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I want to say thanks for listening and supporting and um, we're going to be moving into some different types of format. So look forward, you know, to that as we develop it. Um, keep listening to Detroit is Different on DetroitIsDifferent.net. And on DetroitIsDifferent.net, that website is so that you can listen to all the shows that are produced out of the Detroit is Different studio. And if you go to DetroitIsDifferent.com, that's where you can um, read the blog and find out everything that's going on with Detroit is different, the channel and listen to the Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is different and check all of us out on social media. Um, Detroit is different is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Piper Carter is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can, you know, what's your, what's your um, social media, Deja? C A well, my Twitter is based Brooke, but my Instagram is C A T O R I I T. Say it again. C A T O R I I T. Okay. Katori with two I's and then a T. And we all know that the token millennial does not use <laughs> social media. Off grid. It's <laughs> off the grid. It's all good though. We're gonna get there soon. We'll talk about that. I don't too. think I, I think we she, need people on. I think she off the grid. Yeah, I respect that. Allies. Yeah. It's all lies. Yeah. Allies. But just keep checking us out. Keep listening. And uh we look forward to being able to engage with you and we appreciate you. Have a great week. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify.